The following audio is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe is available at axechurchleander.com. I want to first thank you guys so much for allowing me to be here. My name, once again, is Kyle Frazier. Uh, I am on staff at Axe Church in Lakeway as the missionary of discipleship. I started there in June, about the middle of June, coming from Southern California. Uh, Give a little bit of background. I am originally from Southern California, so I love all teams Southern Californian, but I respect all teams Texas. I don't have any dislike for any of you guys, so it's okay. Uh, I have uh, my wife, uh, who came out here uh, and joined me in September along with my two lovely, wonderful children. And today what I want to do is I want to talk to you about uh, two of the most important male figures in my life. And the first one is my son, Henry. I have a daughter, Maria, who's eight. I want to make sure that if anyone talks to her, they make sure she is, uh, gets known. I did mention her too because they will fight over who got talked about more. Um, but I want to talk to you about Henry. Henry is five years old. And Henry has a talent that I believe all children have. Henry has the ability to remember any promise I have ever made to him. Okay? Now, Henry can forget a lot of things. He can forget to uh, close the front door. He can forget to take his socks off before he gets in the bathtub. He can forget to uh, drink water in his mouth and not on his shirt. He forgets a lot of things, but one thing he has never and will never forget is a promise. Um, I moved out here in the uh, middle of June, and my family was still in Southern California as we were trying to sell our home. So they did not come out here until, like I said, the beginning of September. And in that time, we were trying to figure out where are we going to live. And uh, through circumstances, what we wound up finding was the best decision was to rent an apartment for a year. And to try and get the kids excited about moving out here because they were really upset being separated from me and having to live in a staged home for three months, which means my wife is officially a saint, having a five-year-old and an eight-year-old in a staged home for that long. Um, but I tried to keep the morale up. So anytime I would talk on the phone or anytime I would Skype, I would try and make, uh, you know, try and build up Texas for as exciting as it is. And one of the things, when we finally settled on, we were going to live in an apartment, I remember saying to my son, is I, I, my wife showed him the website of the apartment complex, and one of the things he noticed immediately was there's a pool. And there was one of these days where he was kind of in this weird, kind of uh, distraught mood, and it was a couple of weeks before we moved out. And I remember him asking, Dad, can we swim in the pool? And I go, yeah. And I, I guess he said something along the lines of, can we swim every day? And I think, apparently, according to him, I said yes. <laughs> so we move out, and we, we drive from Southern California with a, uh, myself, a wife, two kids, two dogs. And we drive from Orange County to Texas, which means we drove through nothing. All right? A whole lot of nothing. And there's this uh, mirage uh, called Austin uh, on the horizon. And we're, we're just trying to get there. And we're trying to get there. And we finally arrive. And we pull in and, the, and we timed it out so that the first thing we do the day we move in is we walk up to the leasing office. We get our keys. We get into our apartment and we're good to go. And uh, we, a moving truck hasn't come yet, so we don't have that much stuff. And the kids are excited about their rooms and all this kind of stuff. And, and somewhere within like the first hour of being in this apartment, Henry runs into his room, and then he comes out in his uh, swimming shorts. And he's ready to go swimming because it's a day, and I promised every day he gets to go swimming. 
And uh, even to this day, I've kind of tried to establish, well, that was a figure of speech, and I wasn't speaking literally, but figuratively, and then he reminded me he's in kindergarten, and that doesn't work very well. But he would love to go swimming every single day. And the reason is because I promised that to him. Now, kids, and I'm looking around the room, and, and there are various ages in here, but for the younger ones, they will remember a promise. If you promise a bounce house at their birthday party, they will be getting a bounce house at their birthday party. If you promise McDonald's for lunch, they will be getting McDonald's for lunch. If you promise them a million dollars, they will be getting a million dollars. But something happens over time where we start to get a little bit cynical and we start to get uh, just a little hardened to this world and we start to get let down enough times that we don't really believe in promises anymore. Kids have this complete faith in a promise. And for me as an adult, I look at myself and how I react to promises. And the first thing that happens when someone promises me something is I sit there and I kind of expect it to fall apart. Or at least not to take place the way I thought it was going to. Or I just get this watered down version of a promise. Or just kind of say, that'd be nice if it happened, but if it doesn't, I'm not going to be heartbroken. And I just become kind of numb to it. That's what happens with, with us as promises, and that even so far goes into our promises from God. Because what we see in Isaiah, and I know you guys have been going through Isaiah, and what we see especially in this section of Isaiah, is this promise from God. Is this affirmation from God? Is this realization that what God is telling us over and over again is he has promised certain things to us? I'm just going to read a section of this uh, once again. Uh, it, it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. I give Egypt for your ransom. And then it says this, Since you are precious and honored in my sight, and because I love you. That's that promise, and we hear that in church, and we hear that when we read the Bible, and we see that, but we kind of become a little bit cynical to it. And we sit there and we go, yeah, God, I know that you promised to love us, but what happens when this takes place? Yeah, God, I know you promised to be there, but what happens when the bottom falls out and my world just kind of crumbles around me? When things don't go according to plan, when things get hard and when they get tough, what I wind up doing more often than not is instead of clinging to that promise and God's perfect track record of coming through, I say this is no different than any promise I've ever been given before. I sit there and I look at those promises and I say, you know what, there's no way that's actually going to happen. But the truth of the matter is, and what we see in this section, and what we see in the past, what we see in our present, and what we can see in our future, and I can guarantee you this, is we have a God that is 100% as far as coming through on his promises. A God that promises to always be for us and never against us. A God that promises to always be by our side in the midst of every struggle and every praise. A God that promises to always be working for the good of those who have called on him and that love him. A God that promises that he will never be pushing us further than we can handle. A God that promises that no matter what, he will love us. It says, since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. But it gets hard because I don't always feel precious and I don't always feel honored in God's sight. I don't always feel worthy of those promises. I always feel like I'm letting someone down. Because we do fall short and we do struggle and we do commit these sins and these mistakes and we do these things that we shouldn't do and then we also don't do the things that we probably should do and we look at it and we go, okay, if I'm already expecting a promise not to be fulfilled, now I'm looking at a perfect God and I'm really going to expect him to carry out a promise for me, an imperfect person. 
and you're right in the sentence structure, you're right in the, the content, you're right in what you're saying, but you're wrong in the outcome. Because the promise from our God is love, is grace, is forgiveness, is redemption, is eternity with him. You see, we get to sit here and we get to hear the word of God. And and the hope is that that word of God that is going into our ears and into our brain and into our heart and into our soul is an affirmation of a promise that we've heard over and over and over again. And that is that our God is on our side. Um, Henry, who is my five-year-old son, is one of the most important male figures in my life. The other one, not the only two, but another very important male figure. I think I have a picture that goes up there. If not, it's okay. There he is. Yeah, I know, seriously. Uh, that's uh, my little gentleman, Baxter. Uh, Baxter is uh, a, my five-year-old dog, and uh, Baxter is the greatest companion a man could hope for, all right? They always talk about man's best friend. Uh, that, that is Baxter to me. One of the hardest things... Now, Please, 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 if any of you see my, my wife or kids, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I missed my kids terribly. I was without my dog from June until September 1st. It was hard, all right? I didn't see that face for a long, long time, and he didn't Skype very well, all right? I love my dog, Baxter. Now, here's the thing about Baxter. Baxter is a much better companion than he is a dog, Okay? Baxter is not the best trained dog. He does not know any tricks whatsoever. Baxter does not understand what is appropriate to chew on and what is not appropriate to chew on. Baxter took a long time to get potty trained and to understand what is grass and what is carpet. Baxter was really hard for a lot of times. And even now, five years into having him, he's not always the perfect dog. And and there's a lot of times where I sit there and I'll come home and I'll see a sock chewed up or or, or I'll see a mess uh, or or I'll just, I'll try and get him to do something and he'll run out the door and he'll do the exact opposite. And I sit there and I want to get so frustrated at him. And and I have in my mind, I'll have a phone call from my wife, you'll never guess what your dog did. And then I have to come home, open the door and I have to be mad at my dog. Here's what happens. I come home and I see that. You can't get mad at that. I have tried. It is physically, it is emotionally, it is spiritually impossible to be mad when you see that face. Because here's what happens is I I know what happened. I'm aware of it. It's not like I ignore the issue. But as soon as I see Baxter, all that happens is I get overwhelmed with love. Here's a promise that we have from God. What I just described is a microcosm, is a small, small percentage example of how God looks at us. He is aware of the sins. He is aware of the shortcomings. He is aware of the ways that we have fallen, of the trials and tribulations, of everything that we've done right, everything that we've done wrong. He is aware of all of those things. And what winds up happening is, he doesn't ignore them. He doesn't pretend they never existed. But what winds up happening is, when he looks at us, he is so overwhelmed with love. He is so overwhelmed with grace. He is so overwhelmed with pride that you are my creation, that I am your God, that you are mine. You are chosen by me. You are created in your mother's womb. I am for you. I am not against you. He gets so overwhelmed and wrapped up in all this that all he has a choice to do is just bless us. Now, does that mean we don't face difficult times? Absolutely not. There are difficulties in this world. I'm not up here saying that life should be perfect and easy. But I am up here saying that God promises to always be by our side. That a promise that God put in scripture, put into writing, is way beyond legally binding. It is spiritually binding. 
that he has spiritually bound himself to us and his promises are good. His promises are able to be relied upon. His promises are there not just now, but for all eternity. Isaiah 43 uh, says this once again, 43 verse 4. Since you are precious and honored in my sight and because I love you. Everything God does comes out of that. That we are precious and honored in his sight, that he loves us, that he wants to use us in this world, that he has a purpose and a meaning for every breath that we take. It's because he loves us. Now, in a little bit, everyone here is going to be sent out in some way, shape, or form. The reason we get sent out is very simple. Not everyone knows that yet. Not everyone has heard that promise. Or people have heard that promise, but they've kind of fallen away, or they've become cynical and numb to it, or, or they don't just trust in it, or they don't have belief in it. It is our job for those that are understanding of it, it is our job for those that are knowing of it, to go out and to share that promise with this world. So realize that promise in your own life, and then go out boldly and share that promise with those around you. Let's pray. Dear loving Father, God who cares for us, creator who has a purpose for all of your people. We are so overwhelmed by the love, by the forgiveness, by the grace, by the mercy that you have given us. We are so overwhelmed by the way that you care for us, your creation. We are so overwhelmed for the personal relationship you have with every single person in this room. Lord God, you know where every single one of us are at. You know if we are firm in that promise and we are trusting and ready to go. And you know if we are struggling right now and we just need that reminder. Lord God, wherever we are at in that spectrum, wherever we are that, uh, at in our need, Lord God, meet us at that place. Lord God, let us to open ourselves up to hearing what it is that you wish for us to do, for you, what you wish for us to hear, for what you wish for us to know about you. Let us constantly grow in greater understanding and relationship with you, our God. Allow this to be a day as we are sent out to be a day of impact and a day of a reaffirmation of your promise that you've given to us over and over and over again. We thank you for your perfection in that promise, for your ability to carry that out, even when we fall short on our end. Lord God, we love you, we praise you, and pray all this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Acts Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others, and stay connected with us at actschurchleander.com.